in time. Greetings. I'm Luke Brian Smith and welcome to Enlightened Empowered Evolved. I know everyone is doing well and everything is unfolding perfectly. I'm excited yet again. I'm double excited and you know why I'm double excited. <laughs> if you can see two amazing, extraordinary guests that I have today who are extraordinary relationship coaches, just a whole lot into a lot of spiritual aspects of just everything and authors just so much too much for me to list but without further ado we'll get into a lot of that but without further ado i introduce to you mark and lanetta yes thank okay. you thank yes you. yes yes thank you Luke, for bringing us into this amazing world we've never been applauded at the beginning of a podcast that's a first yeah. oh yes you know because i like to already set the intention that this is going to be the, right. the best podcast I've ever had, you know. Oh, so wow. I'm applauding wow. and set, sending that it. out into the universe. Cool. That thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, and just your beautiful smiles merit uh, applause to me because that just the energy you're giving off already is just. I'm mm. I'm full of I love to express gratitude. And speaking of gratitude, I would like to say that I believe that time is one of our most precious assets. And for you two to choose to spend some of your time in the history of your timeline here with me on Enlightened Power Evolved, I just have to extend my sincerest gratitude to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Oh, yes, wow. yes. So you do gratitude really well. Yes, yes, <laughs> I think we're yes. gonna have to up our game on that one now. Yes, I I firmly know, and sometimes you hear me say believe, but I in a lot of aspects I say I graduated from belief, and belief is a great thing to knowing. And I know that the more grateful you are, the more things that you happen to notice to be grateful for, the more things I believe not just things, but just people, occurrences, feelings, get drawn to you to be thankful for. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. But let's get right into it. I want to hear more about this relationship coach. And as I elaborated just a bit prior to this, if you can touch on what really touched me is when you said the common denominator. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. So if you could build up from that, and then I want to get into some of these questions that you sent me. And I don't mind being transparent about that because I like to break the cycle. I'm usually just asking random things and it's, it turns out beautifully. It's always beautifully orchestrated. And I really embrace if someone, you're, you're not the first to send me 
a line of questions and I, I embrace it. I think it's a fresh, you know, look. So, but if you could first kind of elaborate on, on that powerful mm -hmm. uh, analogy of being the common denominator. Being the common denominator. So the background to that is that Lynetta, before she met me, had a lot of previous relationships. I did. I did. And I actually, my mother was the first one to burst my bubble. And she said, well, you're attracting all these unavailable men in your life. Right. It's because you're unavailable. Right. And that was like. Oh, the first time I heard that, because up to that point, I was pointing the finger at everybody else and saying that they're not available. And then when she said that, I was like, oh, you mean I'm not available? And that was the first time that I started looking at myself and where was I not showing up? You know, they have a new term now they call avoidant. Right. Right. And that's that's what I was. But I was attracting other avoidants. Mm. Uh, you know, styles. And, and I was avoided too. So, but I didn't know what that was about. So that started me on the inward journey of looking at what's going on internally. Right. Right. What's your version of, of uh, being the common denominator? Mm. And then we'll actually, I don't think, loot. yeah, I'm not sure that was really my issue. Yours? Yeah. Okay. But it definitely is mine because and, and this show is about YouTube, but I can just touch on that briefly just to give yeah. you some Please. some clarification yeah. as to why Absolutely. that really. But just, you know, I went through a divorce uh, at that time and then having problems with, you know, my children and just relationships in general, falling out with people all the time and just pointing at them saying, oh, you know, I'm cutting you off because of you did this or you did that now granted you do have to cut some people off and you could i i think i've come to the to the realization and evolved enough that it doesn't mean you have to cut them off abruptly like the way i was doing at that particular time but people tend to vibrate out of your existence to, uh yeah. when you start to elevate in certain yeah. levels you know yeah. of 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 thinking and mindset you no longer have you're not on the same frequency anymore. But at that time, I just found something wrong in everything. And I had to look, where was that coming from? And something else that you said in the write-up, a lot of that stimulated that I, from deep diving and researching, you know, from, from upbringing. And it's not, it's not to blame. It's not about blame. It's just about yeah. being aware. It's about being aware. So yes, yeah. yes. And that really started me on my inward journey as well. So yeah. I really relate to you. And a lot of it had to do with toxic relationships as well with, you know, the opposite sex. So, you know, uh, relationships that I had, they just all ended up being just really ugly and never really a, a, a friendly transition, even after yeah. the fact. It, and I was part of that. So I can point and say, oh, you know, they, they did this and that. And it may be true. But at the same time, I attracted that and I was involved in that as well. So have to look at me. I can't work on them, but I can work on me. <laughs> that takes great courage. Great ownership. To, to own it 
you yeah, know? It, exactly. And it, it's a hard thing a lot of times looking in the mirror. It can <laughs> be. the hardest. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. And then when you get acclimated to it, then you get, you, that's just the way you roll after that. But yes. Yeah, we we see ahead. this with couples where they will blame the other person, you know, they'll point the finger a lot at their partner. Right. Right. And then it's like, well, where are you doing those things? Like, it may not be exactly the way they're doing it, but there's something inside of you. Like, if you spot it, you've got it. You've heard right. that? Mir or a mirror. Yeah. A mirror. Yeah. Right. You attract. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. And, you know, I even had someone tell me that one one time that uh, and they they were I didn't understand it at the time, but I said, why are you being like this? And they said, well, I'm just a mirror of just how you are. And I'm just like <laughs> a mirror of you. And I'm just like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? And <laughs> But now I get it. Now I get it. But yeah. yes, let's just get right into some of these questions here. So yeah. let me ask you this. What's the most important thing you advise clients to do every day? Besides snuggling? <laughs> oh, no see well, i can't let, i can't start. let my wife hear that because <laughs> <laughs> i need to work on my <laughs> i need to work on my snuggling game really yeah. a lot <laughs> i can give you some training there my man <laughs> okay 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 yes. um i'm the one actually i tend to wake up early like around 4 30 in the morning which is not lynetta's time mm. and i know she needs more sleep but the moment I wake up, I just I'm like filled with this love as soon as I see her next to me. So I'll kind of like snuggle up to her, just rub her, not trying to wake her up, you know, and I might just hold her for a bit before I get out of bed unless she wants to talk, you know. Wow. But, you know, we joke, but really snuggling, snuggling mm -hmm. and talking, we can spend hours doing that and absolutely delighted it. Almost, wow. you know, any most couples, if you um get them to, into touching more you know touching right. is a really one of the most important love languages i think almost everybody loves touch you know um but there's other love languages you know to um like acknowledgements oh my gosh those are so powerful to acknowledge your partner find something that you really appreciate about them and yes. let them know how amazing they are and um how that touched you when they thought of you and they picked that wildflower and they brought it to you and how precious that moment was that they thought of you in that way you know, give them a great acknowledgement. Everybody loves to be acknowledged and seen and heard and embraced and cherished. And that's one of the most important things that we'll tell them right away is to get into uh, gratitudes and acknowledgements. And acknowledgements wow. is not just like a thank you for like having brought me the flower bouquet. Yeah. But it's actually acknowledging not just the action, but the person the qualities of that human being behind it. So actually, Lynetta gave you a, a an acknowledgement earlier when you talked about having to own everything. Right. And she said how courageous you are. That's an example. And that, that felt good, too. She's acknowledging yeah. your courage. Yes. Yeah. And that felt good for her to to, uh, oh, yeah. to say that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. right. We yeah. just had yeah. a demonstration right here live. That's amazing. And, yeah. and and uh, just to elaborate a bit, I read that book years ago. I forgot, but it was something about love languages. 
I forgot. Yeah. Yes, the five love la- or something. Five, or- love, five languages. love languages. Yeah. Yes, yes. My my wife and I read that together. So yeah, that's yeah. so I'm definitely familiar with that term. And I think it should be even a more broader term than it than it already is. Cause I believe that I know that everyone has a love language. Everyone does. Yeah. So yeah. yes, let's go on to the next. Okay. What are some of the most common relationship issues that you see in your clients? And how do you typically address them? Mm. You want me to start on that? Sure. Okay. So one is blaming, finger pointing. Fight, know, just fighting in general. Right. Well, it right. usually starts with I'm guilty when of that. You did ABC, right. then I that made me feel so. What we classic one of the things we want to address right away is you make me feel is not true. We don't let that statement <laughs> go in any of our coaching. Just because wow. they did ABC doesn't mean automatically that that made you feel any certain way, and that's right. that's not taking ownership for your feelings. feelings. You don't have wow. to take it on personally. What they because wow. basically nothing that they can do or say is really personal to you anyway. Wow. It, there's always a root cause somewhere in the in the childhood usually. And you got to trace it back to there because the partner is the trigger, not the root cause. Right. Right. And, you know, if I can elaborate on that, but I've come to that realization that no one can make you do anything. You have to hear what it is and interpret it in your mind and then decide this is how you're going to feel. This is how you're going to take to that so right yes yes yeah. Yeah. what were you gonna say mark did i cut you off no no not at all <laughs> oh, no, you okay. nailed it that was yeah. perfect you nailed oh, okay. it yep keep okay. going you're doing good <laughs> okay okay thank you thank you sir you're a gentleman <laughs> and a scholar how do you help couples navigate conflicts and disagreements in a healthy and constructive way mm. Mm. well first thing we do is we take out all the emotion we get them to a place where they can freely express what's going on and right. just receive it from each other without having any judgments, any reactions. Like um, a couple we're working with now, we had to make a list of everything they were angry about. And what we did is we had them take turns. They would literally read an item from the list. Then their partner would just say, thank you. I hear you. I get it. Mm. Nothing else. None of the defensiveness. Not a, well, I did that because you, you know, it's like, no, we just want you to get into each other's world. And we all have stuff that we get angry about. So let's just express it and just listen. And so we can really get into each other's world. That's probably one of the most important things we do. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And just you saying thank you and just listening to me, that's like, uh, I would like to say disarming. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. And literally this couple had been together seven years, you know, and they had a list. I mean, things came up in the first like month or two that they had both been holding in the background. And we had them just read their list, everything that had been bothering them till there was nothing left. 
and they had both expressed it. There was no anger, no raised voices. It's just like everybody understood each other. Mm. And it was total calm. We never have screaming or finger pointing. None of that goes on in our sessions. That's amazing. And you said something else that's uh, that uh, that resonates with me too, the number seven, because my wife and I this year are going on seven years of marriage. So, <laughs> so yeah, since really 2000, good. what is it? 17, right? Yeah. Yes. And Lynette and I are three years into our seventh anniversary. Oh, and wow. Going on 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> three years and two years, seven. Yes. You know what that tells me when you said that? What? that you're, you're keeping that, 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 that spark burning. So, yeah. yes. Oh, know. it's more than that. Yeah. It's Go like fire burns brighter every day. There were people who met us in the first year and they'd say, oh, you're just on your honeymoon. It's the honeymoon phase. phase. They would say it the second year and the third year. There's still people we meet who think that. And it's like, no, the whole honeymoon thing is just a fallacy. Right. You know, that it's just about hormones and passion. And once that's gone, all the cr problems crop up and then it's going to start just going downhill, downhill, downhill. Right. Ours gets better every day because wow. we get more intimate. We have a life that's more delightful every day. We love what we're doing. So it's like there's no such thing as a honeymoon in our world. It's right. just like constant close, closest. Well, that's when you can be like authentic about everything and not have to hide anything that's where the magic is is wow. i can share anything and he's gonna totally accept me and embrace me and even the things that i have felt like i i didn't want to share with anybody right. but i can share it with him and he'll be like of course you did that that makes total sense you know yeah, yeah would you have trauma in our backgrounds you know we both had like violent dads Right. It's sexual weirdness. Right, right. And, um, you know, Lynetta took one path. She was kind of the wild woman. Right. At the same time, I was being the straight man. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, when she told me her story of how her earlier life was, I mean, I had never met a person who had lived that way. You know, that was stuff I had seen on, like, movies. But I had never met a real person who'd gone through so much challenging stuff right and come out the other side so anything that lunetta might see as a negative i was like wow where you came from honey i don't think i would have survived literally right right so i don't yeah. hold anything against lunetta for any way she is or isn't knowing her background that's amazing and i think that's a that's an amazing way to to be that you guys are just so um in 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 flow with one another not not only with one another but it seems with yourselves and that's amazing now i wanted to ask you and this is not part of your questions yeah. but mm -hmm. do you find that a lot of things that people bring in in relationships stimulate from trauma that they've had in their lives Oh, yeah. Most of it. That's the opposite. Yeah. Is there anything that's not from trauma? Oh, okay. Okay. You know, everybody's got it. I mean, most a lot of people wouldn't call it trauma. Right. But, oh my God, everybody's got hurts yeah. from right. the past. Right. Yeah. And, and we meet so many people. 
yeah and they yeah. say oh no we don't have anything like that and then we start digging in it's like oh yeah my yes, father you do. would hit me and mom you know would get into a rage and it's like yeah right. that's what we're talking about <laughs> right right yeah they don't call it that and then until you really break it down and then they i can imagine them saying oh yeah i guess i do <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And everything they formulated about life, you know, was from zero to seven years old. So you've already right. made your decision about this is how life is and this is how I need to operate in it. And that's all your survival mechanisms, you right. know, and they got you. Sure. They got you to be alive and you made it through. Thank God you did. And right. but then when you get together with a partner that you want to create more than just survival you want to create a thriving relationship relationship wow well then you need to break out of those survival and say yes thank you to all my survival skills thank you very much and let's create a new a new rewrite the narrative and transform it transcend it and into this beautiful intimate loving even you can even use relationship for enlightenment right right oh yeah wow you know yes absolutely wow well said. beautiful beautiful yeah. <laughs> how can this is the next one how can couples balance their individual needs and desires with the needs and desires of their partner <laughs> Will I do this one? Or sure. Yeah, go ahead, honey. I I like my alone time. Um, you know, some people they you do too. Yeah. Oh, I love you know. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I do. Yes, I love my alone. Yeah. Time. Some people, some people get charged up by being with people. You right. know, and Mark very much is. He could be with me twenty four seven, and he'd be totally you know, alive and feel great. And, and he just loves it. Me, on the other hand, I need my alone time so I can like feel into my own energy and really like, oh, what do I want? What do I, you know, just in my own energy, because I'm such, my energy field is so big that I just like take in and I kind of merge with who are, especially if you're close to me sleeping in the same bed all and we live in a 25 foot RV full time wow. as nomads so wow. there's not much time away you know like unless I take my alone time which is right. where I sink into my energy and feel into what what does Lynetta really want right now right. apart right. from my partner and it's hard yes. because I love being with Mark too, yes. but man, when I get my alone time and go to yoga or go for a walk in nature by myself, I really go, oh, wow, this is what it feels like to be just in my own energy field. Right. And it feels good. It replenishes me. My, my battery gets recharged. You know? I love that. I love that. And to me, I would call that re uh filling up your own cup that way you have something to pour out from and right. i love being alone uh and i with myself i like to say that let me change it yeah, i like to be yourself. with myself i'm not yeah. alone i'm with yeah. myself because i talk to myself so right. it must be two of us here somewhere <laughs> yeah. but i love sitting uh lighting candles incense and laying down and listening to class classical music and reading that's my thing that's my thing right there 
So I'm listening to these compositions that are probably redone, of course, yeah. by these great composers and just listening. And there's no words to, because I can't listen to words while I'm reading for some while reason. Reading. I can't, because then yeah, I'll start focusing on that, what they're saying. Yeah. Even though it's but... it might be beautiful, but I love listening to just the just the classical music, the instrumental music, and just reading by uh, with me myself. Right. <laughs> That's and that right. recharges me. That's sort yeah. of like my meditation. And yeah. sometimes I, I may doze off for a second and the book is laid on my chest, and then I'll get up and start reading again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah. that's amazing. Yes. And then that, that creates polarity also. Have you heard of polarity in polarity. relationships? Yes. Yeah. No, not in so, relationships, but yes, go ahead. T okay. Tell us what polarity in a relationship is, please. <laughs> so pol polarity in the relationship is when both uh, the partners go and do their thing and they really enjoy whatever they're doing. Maybe they're in their zone, they're creating art or you know, whatever that they like to do on their own. Mark loves right. to go to uh, dance, formal social, dance. social dancing. Oh, wow. And I like more ecstatic dance where you just close your eyes and tune in and just move the way you want to. So yes. he'll go do uh, his dance and he'll drop me off at yoga, which is close by, like five minutes away. I'll go to my yoga. And then when we come together, then he can share all the amazing fun he had in his dance and i get to share how awesome my yoga class was and that creates the polarity that we can then come together and share that together and it's it's like we need that that little you know time to do the right. things we like to do even if right. they're separate things so that when we come together then we're like oh, i can't wait to share this with you right you know Right. No, I, I, yeah. I get it. Yes. That's, a, that's amazing. Let me go to another question. Sure. Okay. What's the most common misconception people have about relationships and how do you debunk it? Mm. I'd say that you need to sacrifice or compromise. Mm-hmm. Not we true, huh? No. Not true. We don't believe in that no. at all. You don't what? need to compromise. No. Okay, okay. No. Let, let's hear your perspective that debunks that. Okay. So sacrifice or compromise are really saying there's no way for you to get everything you want in relationship. Hmm. You're going to have to give up some of being you mm. sometimes it's also kind of accompanied with making yourself small you know you don't want to be too big for the other person wow Never so we have we have a philosophy that well there's a lot of components to it the first one is and this comes from our spiritual viewpoint we don't have a view that there's an ultimate right or wrong about anything in other words, so pertaining to us, I don't have some viewpoint that there's a way Lynetta is supposed to be or not be. And me too. That's freeing. That's liberating. That's that's huge right there. Yes. Not all the couples we work with are spiritual, but if they have that and we can share that viewpoint, it makes it makes a huge difference because that's like underneath everything, their relationship, their life. 
especially if they have trauma, it helps with an understanding of that. And I'm not going to go into that right now. Right. So we've taken out the whole good, bad, right, wrong for how either of us is. So instead, we use a standard called workability, which means Linda may want something. I may want something different. How do we find a workable solution where we both get what we want, don't have to do what we don't want, but it's not coming from a context of either of us is sacrificing or giving something up. So mm. for so the example Lynette already gave, like, you know, we, we enjoy some different activities. So instead of saying, well, you're just going to have to like, you know, come to me and do the dance. And I took Lynette to some early dance classes when I started doing this a couple of years ago. And some of them were kind of disastrous. Actually, some of them recently are still disastrous occasionally. The, the How so? Yeah. yeah. If I yeah, might because, might ask. How are they uh, disastrous? Well, uh, we're in Phoenix now, and I've been checking out all the dance studios here. There's lots of like ballrooms and whatever, separate from the big franchises. Right. And some of the teachers are really good, and some of them are really not good. They may be fabulous dancers, but they don't know how to teach. And especially for Lynetta, she needs a teacher who's more methodical and slower than some of these other teachers just kind of rush you through steps. And then it's too fast and Lynetta gets frustrated. That's that's the that's the way I learned too. um, Yeah, right. Right. So you have to take your time. If you rush this and then think I'm going to mimic you. Right. (laughs) So what we kind of agreed last winter was our first time in Phoenix when I started doing all this. Lynetta said. Why don't you go to the dance studios and, you know, learn the dances and then you can come back and teach me. And if something's good, you know, then you can bring me with you to that studio. Mm -hmm. So like right now, I've basically got places I'm dancing pretty much almost every day of the week. Wow. But there's only two or three evenings that I like Lynetta to come with me because the teachers are good enough and the dancing is slow enough that it'll be a fun experience for her as well. And I enjoy it. Yeah. And on the on the nights that it doesn't, um, as Lynetta shared, we live full time in an RV and we have a car we tow with us. Right. So when we're settled in an area, we'll use the one car between both of us. Yeah. So what we'll do on the other evenings is we have a dance studio that's five or ten minutes away from Lynetta's favorite yoga studio. So often like I'll drop her off there, I'll go to dance, I'll pick her up, then maybe we'll go grab a bite to eat and we'll come back to the RV. Mm -hmm. So we found a way that there's no sacrifice or compromise. She gets her yoga, I get my dance. And then sometimes we do it together when it works for both of us. And for our couples, it helps to share our example. You know, we'll we'll share examples from our own life often to help the couples we're working with to see how right. everybody can get what they want. Wow. They don't That's... have to compromise anything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very beautiful, beautifully orchestrated concept uh, perspective, yeah. if I might add. Yes. Yeah. So we're down to about four minutes. So okay. I don't want to add the word quickly, but I wanted to touch on your your uh your books what what are some titles some what are they about a little bit and where can people find your your book 
So we have two books. We're working on a third. And actually, okay. there's a fourth one also in the works. But okay. um, first book I wrote mostly is called Three Doors to the Soul by Mark Seidler. It's on Amazon. Okay. And that was about my spiritual journey. All right. um, we both had similar spiritual journeys. We both started out in religion, found it wasn't fully in, in integrity with us. <laughs> yeah. Almost everybody we meet has has that background. Mm -hmm. right. So um, I kind of, you know, made a journey similar to what Lynetta did. And I detailed, you know, all the steps in the journey and, and gave resources for the reader. And okay. included in there is a, um, a uh, little expounding on how to deal with the biggest topics most of us have to deal with, which is being the victim of okay. somebody you know, all those hurts and how to use this spiritual viewpoint that we both came to, to help with that and to clear out all the victimhood energy. Wow. So that's, that's my book. And and that's the short version, you know. Short version. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you yeah. for doing that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and my book is five steps to transcend trauma. Do the work. It's called do the work and the five steps to transcend trauma. Um, and that is about the traumatic experiences in my childhood. I just go into it very briefly and how I transformed it. And then how the reader, the exercises that the reader can use to transform their trauma that they've experienced in their childhood there's 13 chapters so there's 13 different exercises that you can do to help release trauma and it's, so it's very much like a workbook and okay. one of the important things in there is that she details how that original trauma followed her throughout her life yes important. she healed it yeah wow you know, because so many you know, we're all running around with these things in our background and we don't realize the impact, yeah. you know, yeah. is still running if you haven't cleared it. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Well, I want to thank you too. I think that's about yep. all we have time for right now. I, sure. I'd love to have you back. So thank think you, about sir. that. And yeah. yes, Absolutely. thank you, Mark and Lynetta. Thank you everyone for watching. And I will be sure to incorporate all your links in the, in the description of this thank segment you. so that people can click and find you and seek some of your expertise especially Lovely. in Thank regard you. to uh, couples counseling therapy uh, what you guys do so i'll make sure i put that in there thank you everyone for watching i am so grateful i'm so grateful for this segment i i learned a lot in such a short period of time and it's just amazing be sure to hit the website at 333empower.com and also Hit the like button, share this, leave comments, questions, and just help the platform grow. And again, make sure you look in the description of this segment and check out all the beautiful links from Mark and Lynetta. And yes, thank you very much. See you. Thank soon. you. Love Thanks and for appreciation. Being who you are. It's been wonderful. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> all right.